Run Through the Jungle. Creedence Clearwater Revival. How many of you remember that? All right. You know, it's a uh, jungle when it comes to change. I think when most people hear change, what they think of is rearrange. Uh, rearrange. If I rearrange my marriage, then things will be great. If I rearrange my family, it'll it'll fix things. If I rearrange my career, I'll get things back on track. If I rearrange things, I'll I'll experience change. And that would result in some change. I'll give you that. But it would be kind of superficial change. It wouldn't result in true change or what I would call supernatural change. In fact, it's not the kind of change that God wants you and me to experience in our lives. See, true change, as we've said in this series, is, can happen when I come to a point that I say, I can't, but God can. When I uh, open my life up and allow God to be the change agent in my life, allow God to begin working in me, leading me, and guiding me, giving me the power to make the changes that I, I need to make. And we talked about whatever we uncover before God, God covers. So there's kind of that great exchange that takes place where I exchange my guilt for God's grace. I exchange my uh, failures in life for God's forgiveness. And I exchange my pursuits for God's purpose in, in my life. And so... As we allow God to lead us and guide us, God's Holy Spirit is working inside us, and God works from the inside out, changing us. In other words, change is not A, B, C. It's not a one, two, three kind of a thing. Change isn't automatic. It's very complex. And so change becomes this process that we need to go through. And as we talked uh, last week, change really requires us to face the pain. No pain, what? No gain. And so change requires us to go through the swamp, as we talked last week, and we got to go through with God. And yes, the, the progress sometimes can be extremely difficult, but the swamp, the swamp with God is part of the ecosystem of change. And in the swamp, you experience pain and resistance and conflict. And I think it catches people off guard because most people think change is going to be easy. You know, in other words, uh, because we live in this instantaneous society, we're kind of set up a little bit. Because we want marital bliss and we want it now. We want financial freedom, but we want it now want to overcome whatever it is we're trying to overcome and we want it now and the fact is real change lasting change it's not instantaneous and so many decide that they're going to change and then they get in the swamp and we said they get swamped they bail out they retreat they go back to the old ways and that is exactly what the evil one wants See, Satan wants us to fail. You know, Satan's uh, very strategic. The, the devil is truly on the loose in this world. 
And he cries, take aim, take aim at you and me when we're trying to change. Why? Because he doesn't want us to change. And so it's in the, the swamp with God that change is possible. And it's in the swamp that you find growth. And I said last week, kind of as, as an equation, change plus struggle in the swamp equals growth, if you see it through. You know, we're all uh, running through the jungle, so to speak. And today, what I want us to learn is to run and run through the jungle with God. Now, the, the text that we're going to look at is from Proverbs 3, and we're going to spend the morning on it. And it is a life verse for, for me. It has been a guide in my life uh, for about as long as I can remember. You know, we uh, talk about texting. By the way, no texting during service, okay? No, the, the fact is, we talk about texting. We talk about texting this, texting that. We get excited about text. But friends, if we were to live by the text that we're going to look at today, we would discover God's very best in our life. If we were to live by this text, we would live on another stratosphere. And we would truly be off the map with God. You know, Solomon, he wrote a good portion of the book of Proverbs. Solomon was one of the wealthiest men. Uh, in fact, one of the wealthiest men that's ever walked this planet. He, he was mega wise. He had a high IQ. People came from all over the world to hear this guy speak. They, they would ask him questions. They, they wanted to learn from him. And so when Solomon spoke, people listened. Now Solomon was, was king, which meant Solomon said jump. They said how high? You know, yeah, Solomon could do anything he wanted as king. And Solomon would write this verse that is all about surrender, about change, and about the lordship of God. So before we jump in here, I want to ask you, who are you going to take your cues from in life? See, I figure if God created everything, if God invented it, if he created you and me, I, I figure if it's a choice between God's ways and my ways, in fact, I figure God has a much better outlook on things than I do. And it's exactly what Solomon's going to drive at here. Solomon wrote this when he was king of Israel. Israel was at the pinnacle of power. Solomon was living in the golden age of his day. And he writes this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. As, as you look to your future today, what's your outlook? I mean, what's your perspective on things? Because Solomon starts there. He starts with perspective. He starts out by saying, trust in the Lord. In the jungle, trust, it's a must. Because you're running through the jungle, what you trust is important. What you trust, it's core to whether you're going to successfully navigate things in your life. And so the question is, what do you, what do you trust in? I mean, some of you, you go, well, I'm, I'm trusting my material possessions. 
Some of you, you would say, well, I'm trusting myself. I'm trusting my friends, the the people I run around with. I'm trusting culture. Some of you would say, well, I'm, I'm trusting my heart. And that's why Solomon says, trust in the Lord with all your what? Heart. All of it. Not, not some of your heart, not most of your heart. No, he says all of your heart. And I think Solomon understood that there was something very tempting to kind of compartmentalize our, our lives. And guys, we, we struggle on this. I mean, we really do. Because we, we tend to look at life and go, well, I, I've got my vocational world over here. I got my family here. My recreational life, it's over there somewhere. My financial life, well, it's over here. My spiritual life, well, it's out there somewhere. And we compartmentalize things. And Solomon would say, no, 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 no. That won't work. If you want to discover God's best, trust in the Lord with all your heart. All your heart. No heart in the Hebrew, it refers to your emotions. And this is going to go against culture, what I'm about to say. Because culture says, go with your heart. Trust your heart in that dating relationship. Trust your heart. You know, go with your heart when when you face difficulties in your marriage. And it sounds great. And I'll be honest with you, it's appealing sometimes. It makes for great chick flicks. Hollywood's made billions off of this premise Trust your heart. And here's the truth. It doesn't work. You know, self-reliance will lead to self-deception in your life. And over time, self-reliance will lead to self-destruction. See, Solomon understood that our feelings and our emotions will jam us up. You, You can't trust your heart. I mean, what Solomon's driving at is that at some point you have to submit your heart and your emotions to God. You know, to trust God with with your heart. Don't, Don't trust anything else. I mean, trust God fully and completely in every area. You know, trust God even with the stuff that you've taken off the mat. You go, oh, this is my stuff. And when you trust God with everything... What I want you to understand. You get a perspective in life. It changes your outlook and how you see things. Your, your discernment will begin to improve. You'll begin to see things that other people don't see. You'll begin to see things with a, a depth and a richness in your life. You, you'll begin to actually make better decisions. See, when I, I choose to trust myself, I choose to trust my stuff my heart, my perspective, is very limited. I mean, I run. I run trusting this. And I run trusting that. And I run here and I run there. And I run through the jungle and I'm following my heart and I'm following my ways and I'm running. But friends, many times you end up running very aimlessly. It doesn't even make sense if you could see it. And again, that's why we have to uncover our stuff. We have to uncover that that sham that that we bring. Where we're running and we're not being honest about what our motives are and what our agenda is. 
Steve, you need a new perspective. A God-given perspective. At some point, you have to say, you know what, God, have your way with me. I will trust you with all my heart. And when you do that, it changes how you see Am I going to trust God or myself? And it's a choice. We all have to make it. But I want to say to you, choose very, very carefully. You know, Proverbs writes, there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death, destruction, some versions of Now, last week we talked about that it's a battle. Life's a battle. It's a battle we are all in. And it is a battle for our minds. There's rumbling in the jungle. And our enemy, Satan, he's very strategic. 200 million guns loaded. Satan, Satan cries. He looks at your life and he cries out, take aim. Why? Because he doesn't want you to succeed. In fact, he wants to steal from you. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy you and destroy your life. You know, Paul wrote this. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may discern what is the will of God, what's good and acceptable and perfect. It is a jungle, it's a battle, it's a battle for our minds. Change, basically, when you think about it, it's the accumulation of decisions and choices that we make in life. And Solomon says the key to change, the key to success in life, the key to navigating the jungle of life, the key is to choose to trust God with all your heart. And when I do that, I get a new perspective, a God-given perspective. And then it's a new ball. See, then I can begin to plot and to plan the journey. Now, we do this all the time. Every area of our life, we all do it. We start putting together a plan, don't we? We put together a, a system of thought. We begin to prioritize things. We, we draw on what other people are saying, what we're reading, what we're listening to. And at some point, you have to decide who you're going to trust. God? Your friends? Your heart? Culture? God's priorities, friends, are not up for debate. We we either accept them or we don't. You know, some of the discussions would be humorous, I think, if they weren't so tragic. I know what God's Word says, but I think. I know what God says about that, but but I feel. I know what God says, but, but everybody's doing it. Friends, God created you. God designed you. He designed this universe. God, God can see the future. God knows it all. And God wants to guide you. Isaiah, this core verse for this series. Whether you turn to the right or the left, your ear will hear, hear a voice. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in. God says, this is the way. God says, go right. Friends, if that's what I hear, I'm going right. 
I, I'm not thinking, well, you know, left seems to make a lot more sense to me. But it's a decision. It's a decision. Who are you going to trust in your life? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your path. Friends, remember, there's always going to be conflict when you decide to make a change. Remember, there's going to be a rumbling around you. Remember, you're, you're always going to face resistance. You've got to remember, Satan's going to take aim when you try and make some changes. And when you're running through the jungle, you've got to trust God. You've got to resist that desire to, to retreat, as we've talked about. You've got to persist. You've got to begin to line up under God's priorities, God's ways, acknowledging God in all your ways. And last time I checked, all means all. Well, I'll go God's way in this area. I'll go God's way in that area. But this area is private. It's not a God's business. All means what? All. In all your ways, acknowledge it. Which means... You need to know God. It means you got to spend time with God so that you can figure out what His ways are. It means you gotta, you got to be praying, talking to God, just having a conversation with God, studying God's Word, allowing Scripture to begin to inform your life, to guide you, to convict you, to encourage you. You know, you need to be uh, meditating. And a lot of times people hear the word meditating, they don't even understand them. It's terribly misunderstood. But meditation is really about getting still and quiet enough that you can begin to hear God. You're not going to hear, probably not going to hear God vocally, but you're going to sense God's prompting as you're trying to move and make decisions in life. And I'll be honest with you, many people today, and it's not just young people, it's all of us, we struggle with authority issues. You know, our society struggles with authority. We have a problem with rules and laws and boundaries. You know, the, the fact is, if we like the rule, we're all for it. But if we don't like the rule, mm-mm. And as you run through the jungle, friends, when you submit to God, when you submit to, to God's rules, God's ways, God's laws, when, when you get under those things that God's put over you, you know why He's put it over you? To protect you. When you do that, what you find is you can change. You, you can break free from that thing that's held you captive. But it's under God's authority. I mean, under God's authority, you can overcome. Under God's authority, you can change. You know, as you give full authority to God, you can face the conflict. You can face that rumbling. You know, as you give God full authority, you know what you find? You find the power to resist retreating, resist bailing. In fact, you'll find that you grow in your life. In fact, you'll find you can run through the jungle. You'll find strength. You'll find a, a perspective. You can persevere. And ultimately, you find the best that God has for your life. 
know, Jesus one day, he said, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. Jesus was talking to, to Christians here. And he was saying, you know what? The Christian life's about decisions. You know, you make a decision to follow Jesus, make him Lord and Savior of your life. And so a decision to follow is followed by more decisions where you decide that there are things that you need to do. It's a process. And, and Christians, this is my best advice to you. You better run through the jungle. And don't be looking back. No, you need to be looking to God as you're running through life. You need to look to God daily, moment by moment, allowing God to lead you and guide you and love you and see you through. And as we run, what happens is God's given us a perspective. God's clearing our vision. God's defining his priorities. And God's renewing our mind, as we talked about last week. We, all of a sudden, God's ways become my ways. I mean, who's king of your jungle? You? Or God? Because, friends, when I surrender, when I acknowledge that God's king, when I do that, then and only then will I experience God's best. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. That text, friends, God God is saying, you know, let the people know my wisdom. You know, fill the land with smoke. And we do live in a land of smoke, smoke and mirrors. But God says it doesn't matter. The world can be as complicated as you want, but I will make your path straight, God says make straight your path. He'll make straight your path is more than just God's guidance. In fact, you can translate that he will make straight your path as God will pour out his favor in your life. See, it's it's about God's smoothing or uh, paving the way to the very best that life has to offer. Now, several years ago, I was uh, preparing for a dive in dive master as we were heading out he's kind of walking us through what to expect on the dive and it was a guided dive where we were going to actually follow him and uh, he was giving us some advice because one of the features on the dive was a uh, very long swim through cave now this guy had been diving that area for 20 years he knew all the ins and outs and he cautioned us he said when you get in the cave He said, we're going to get about halfway through, and there are going to be two different tunnels. He said, do not take the big tunnel. He told us several times, do not take the big tunnel. It looks like the easy way through, but do not do it. He said, you cannot navigate. The current will push you into the fire core. Now, there was a couple with us. And I'm going to be nice. They were know-it-alls. Know what I'm talking about? And so I can hear them over on the side talking. And they go, well, they had watched a video. And they knew how to deal with the current. And that 
they, they were convinced that if they did not go on that side, on the big side of the tunnel, they were going to miss some amazing, cool things. And, and so they're, they're talking about this. And so, sure enough, we get in. They convinced another couple to go with them. And so they get there, and we're all following. And sure enough, when we get into the cave where it's split, off they go into the large tunnel. It did not play well. They did not realize how bad it was until they surfaced. They got seriously cut. They're bleeding all over. Anywhere the coral had touched them, and it had got them pretty, pretty bad, it, they were bleeding. It, it wasn't life-threatening, but they bled for the better part of an hour. They could not make the second dive with us. They, they, there was a lot of crying and moaning and a lot of pain and a lot of discomfort. It was fire coral. It, it sets your skin on fire. It feels like it's burning. Friends, who's going to be your guide in life? Who's going to be your guide in the jungle of life? Oh, God, I know, I know what you say about marriage, but, but I don't think so. I mean, I was watching The View the other day, and I, and I saw this documentary, and, and it makes more sense to me. You know, besides Fifty Shades of Grey, it's suggesting the same thing, and, it, and it's a bestseller, you know. I got a better idea. God, I know what you said the priority of a parent is. But, but I, you know, I, I've been thinking about it. And I'm the parent. And so I think I'm going to go a different way, God. I was reading this book. It really touched my heart. It said, no rules. Let your kids roam free. Besides, it seems to be working for the Kardashians. I mean, they got their own TV show. They're living the life. Friends, it's a jungle. And just because you've seen a couple movies, read a few books, watched a documentary, or whatever, does not mean you're prepared to navigate the jungle of life. And I think how foolish we must look to God when God looks down and we're going, eh, I'm going to do relationships the way I want to do them. I'm going to vocationally do what works for me. I'm going to recreate I'm going to let my heart lead me there. I'm going to operate financially or sexually as I see fit. Friends, God wants to lead us and God wants to guide us. He says, let my people know my wisdom. Let them know. So they will find their way through. So they'll find the quickest way to a blessed life. See, God wants to save us a lot of unnecessary, dangerous detours in life wants to help us avoid some of the pain in life, some of the bleeding in life, if we listen and acknowledge his ways. The promise is to make straight your path. Some of you are running through the jungle, and some of you are in the dark, and you need a light. Psalmist says, word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 
know, God's word becomes that light that shines kind of like the headlights of a car. It allows you to keep running. You know, God's word lights up the path, makes it possible for you to keep moving forward in life. And without God's word, you're running in the dark. You are, you're running in the dark. How many of you remember the show, George of the Jungle? Yeah, George, George, George of the Jungle, strong as he can be. Watch out for that tree. George, George, George of the Jungle, help me. Lives a life that's free. Watch out for that. Watch out for that. Watch out for that tree. All right, so I'm not, you know why they don't let me sing now, right? Friends, some of you are swinging through the jungle. And I just got to tell you, you better watch out. Because you're going to hit a tree. And it is not going to be See, there's, there's a rumble in the jungle in your life, and it is a fight. And you've got to win this fight. Or otherwise, you're going to face a lot of chaos in life and a lot of pain that's unnecessary. You know, the rumble in the jungle, it is a heavyweight battle in life. It is a fight. Are you going to go with A or B? You're going to go with one or two. Are you going to trust God's ways or yours? You going with culture or Christ? You going with your perspective, which is very limited from God's perspective? Friends, it's a fight for supremacy. It's a fight about who's going to have authority in your life. And it is a fight that you will fight your entire life. Here's the sad thing. As I was studying, it just always kind of hits me. Solomon, after he, he writes these incredible words of advice, Solomon, after he had followed that advice most of his life, Solomon was following God, and he's reaping unbelievable benefits from following that advice. And there comes a point where he lets down his guard. This is late in his life. And he ignored the God-given advice that we've been looking at. God had given his people rules decrees, laws, cautions. First Kings, and you can, you can read it maybe through devotions this week, but in First Kings, God told his people that they were not to marry certain foreigners. Not because they were foreigners, but because they were people of other faiths. And he said, I don't want you marrying them because what will happen is they're going to introduce foreign gods. And they will turn your heart and you will end up following those other gods. God says, it's going to mess you up if you do this. And Solomon, he knew that. But Solomon thought he knew better. I can almost imagine him going, oh, come on. I mean, 
9. That, that, that sounds kind of old-fashioned, God. I mean, it's, it's 950 B.C. We're progressive. Besides, I'm the king. And I will marry who I want to marry. And I can deal with this. I'm, I'm special. I'm exempt. And so Solomon chooses to ignore God's wisdom on this. Solomon decides to go with his heart, do his own thing. And he chooses to marry outside the faith. And he had lots of wives, and that's a whole other discussion for another time. The scripture records this, and this is sad. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods. And his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God as the heart of David his father. Ouch. Why did uh, Solomon do that? Well, I'll tell you why. Solomon was thinking, I know what's best for me. I'll, I'll marry these foreign women. I'll marry these daughters of other kings. And what will happen is it'll keep Israel safe. I'll have peace as I reign, and I'll have peace with all these nations of all these women that I've married. This will be the best thing for the country and for me. See, Solomon thought he knew what was best. So he married the women of other faiths, disobeyed God's principles. And what he thought he was doing was securing Israel's future. He thought he was securing peace for for Israel and for himself. If you know history, it didn't turn out that way, not even close. In fact, everything turned against him. The the kingdom ended up divided. Thousands of people were, were killed. A good portion of Israel was deported. And in the end, Solomon's life, it was a mess. It was just a mess. Friends, you better run through the jungle, and you better make the right choices, and you better run with God. See, it's a choice you've got to make, your way or God's way. What are you going to do? You know, sometimes they just want to catch people and go, really? You're going to roll the dice with your life? Roll the dice with your family? Roll the dice and just, you know, I think I know what's best. Think. I think I know the path to take. I think I know what to do. And friends, I want to challenge you with everything in me. It's not worth the risk. And it will not play well. In fact, I have lived long enough and been with enough people and enough problems to know God's way. God's way is always the best way. Always. And I'm going to close just three simple questions this morning. Who are you trusting with your life? What are you thinking? And where are you going? Whatever it is that you need to change, whatever it is you've tried to change before, maybe many, many, many times, Whatever it is that you think you know better, you don't. You don't. 
Whatever it is, friends, we need God. And in God's economy, you better run through the jungle and you better run through with God. Let's, let's read this in unison. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make straight your path. I don't know about you, but I believe that. And I'm going to live by that. And one of these days, I'll take my last breath. But I want that to be the way I'm a little selfish here. See, I figured out if I do that, I usually find the best. Doesn't mean you don't have problems. Doesn't mean there's not pain. Doesn't mean there's not going to be struggles. Our holy God, God, we praise you. God, I just pray that we would come to a point in our lives that we would trust you with all of our heart. Not just part of it, all of it. God, we've all uh, taken paths where we thought we knew better. God, we just ask you to Oh, what a mess we make sometimes. God, I pray that we would learn to acknowledge you in all the ways, all the decisions we make. God, that we would just look to you as we run through this life. God, thank you that you do make a pastry. It's not easy sometimes, but it's the right way. God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. This stand today. God's people said.